we're your anonymous hosts of Not Your Girlfriend's Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to Season 3, Episode 35. First, we want to thank all our day one listeners and welcome to our new listeners. We have so many of you. We see you out there in the UK, Australia, Indonesia, Vietnam, France, Germany, and Cameroon. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review. Give us a follow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you screenshot yourself listening to the pod and put it on your story or tweet us, we'll send you a free Not Your Girlfriend's Podcast limited edition sticker. We're also on Patreon where you can support us and become a member of the Mystical Coven of Bad Bitches. If you contribute for as little as $5 a month, you can access our exclusive cocktail hour content in addition to our episodes. This podcast is made possible by you, so every contribution helps. This podcast is also sponsored in part by Bounce Dating App. So Bounce is a new dating app currently in beta mode in New York City, and it's live for 15 minutes where you can either go on a date either that night or the next. Yeah, so we've both tried Bounce. It's super fun. It's like a game. You go on, you swipe with people in real time, and once you have a match, it tells you that you're paired, and it gives you that time for that night. So you go on a date that night. Yep. And we're actually working with Bounce to do an exclusive meetup, which, of course, if you're a Patreon supporter, you get the first invite to our meetups and events. So stay tuned for that. Yep. And as always, check our Twitter for any kind of updates on events or any kind of announcements and stuff. All Not Your Girlfriend's podcast listeners also have exclusive access. And when you try Bounce, uh, download using our code GFPOD, G-F-P-O-D, and you get your first round of drinks free on your first bounce date. Now let's dive dive into this week's episode. Okay, so um, we're going to start with a little life update as it's been a hot sec. It has. We're back. We hope you missed us. I missed us. I missed us too. <laughs> I've been like bottling up all of this like dating relationship energy. I'm like so ready to unleash it all for our listeners. I know. Um, so I guess I'll start with my life update. Uh, last time everyone left me. <laughs> well, that's a good oh point. <laughs> Every time, every time, last time people, the listeners left us. So uh, when we ended last season. Yeah, uh, I was left. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been, I've been doing better. Um, I've gotten a new job. I'm going to be moving down to the city Woo-hoo. in June. I'm moving to BK. I'm joining Elle there. Yes. i become a Brooklyn bitch. Yes, we're going to be neighbors. Yeah. Um, so in a greater borough sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to, it's fun. There's a lot of exciting things happening. I'm so excited. Um, I've taken a little bit of a break from, of course, the pod because we've been on a season break. And uh, in dating in general, really, I've just taken like a step back and kind of like doing me. Um, I have my friend's bachelorette party uh, weekend. We're going away to like the Bahamas. So I've been like very much on my gym grind. Dude, you've been so on the gym grind. Yeah. And I've been like, you know, obviously like on the work grind and uh, yeah. All kinds of grind. So many grinds, except for the grinding, though. <laughs> but yes. Um, no, but I have been, um, I don't even see like seeing this person, but I've been looking at Hinge more closely in terms of apps because I've been meeting a lot of random people. And every time I meet them, they're like, oh, I met my boyfriend on Hinge. Or I met my girlfriend on Hinge. Ugh. And to the point that I was like, is Hinge getting like, paying these people to promote their content? I know. What is this propaganda? Right. So I was like, okay, let me take a, look, a closer look at Hinge. Because I've always written it off. I've tried it. And to, for me, and we talked about this a bit in our first episode about dating apps where we break it down. Hinge just moves more slowly than Tinder in the whole texting, messaging, meetup, time lapse. Yeah. That like, I can't be asked talk to someone for like a week or two weeks on hinge and then like we finally meet up and i know in 30 seconds like 
I don't like them. Right. <laughs> it's like a lot more investment, but I decided to check them out again. They have like a little bit of a new interface and stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, I met this guy on Hinge and we chatted a bit. I showed him your profile. No, I showed him, wait, yeah, I showed him his, wait, what am I saying? <laughs> I showed L his profile. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I was like, why are you showing him my profile? Am I even still on there? How do you have this? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, like, I showed you him, um, he was juuling in a photo, which is, like, a turn yes. on to me. he had a very strong profile, I will say, as an unbiased third party. Yeah, and it, it was, was very catered strong. to B's interests. Yes, it was very, like, me, it was, like, a typical dude that I would go with, but I've been kind of, again, not really dating, not really ready from, like, where you guys left me at the end of season two, I've just been kind of, like, hurt. <laughs> And, like, sad. Yeah, but, like, that's so fun. Like, sometimes you just need, like, a hiatus. You need to, like, recalibrate and step back and remember, like, what you actually want. Put yourself first for a little bit. And, like, I think we all get dating fatigue after a while where it's, like, you've you've gone through the motions. You've had the same conversations. You're kind of, like, recycling your material. And you just need, like, you just need to take a step back and take a break from it. Yeah. And then you go back into it and you're, like, all right, I'm ready to pull. Yeah. Um, and usually when I go through like a hard breakup or something, not even like I dated this guy, but like it, I didn't like throw myself back into dating like I usually do. Like that is my preferred method. I'm like, OK, right. That didn't work out. Let's go on like five first dates this week. Let's like sleep with random dudes. Like that's usually what I do. And I haven't been doing that. Um so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just felt like I needed some time yeah. and I took that time. So anyway, this dude, whatever, um, hinge match went on a date and we went on two dates a, a week, which was like a lot. And then, um, we talked about like, uh, what date does it get serious and not. So we made it to date four. Um, and I wasn't ready to sleep with him. I know everyone's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Like, I wasn't ready the first day, I wasn't ready the second day, I wasn't ready the third day, but the four, by the fourth date, so this is the fourth date in two weeks, I was like, okay, like, this, I'm done fucking chatting to you. Right, right. <laughs> like, I want to, like, like, there's no point in chatting with you without seeing the sexual compatibility. So he's 29, he is, like, an unemployed writer looking for a job right now, um, originally from Jersey, and, um, Oh, wait, he's from Jersey? Yeah. I thought he was from the Midwest for some reason. No, he's originally from Jersey, like the Jersey Shore area, but oh. lives in like like Morningside Heights. Okay, yeah. I think you went on like another date with a Midwest guy. I did. The last time I saw you and that like didn't pan out. Yeah, that was just like for a obvious nothing date. That was because I just date. don't think that we're compatible with Midwestern people. Well, yeah. Sorry. Not sorry. Uh, <laughs> sorry, not sorry. So yeah, like we have, I guess, like the uh, Jersey Shore is a bit farther than like where we grew up. But like, I don't know, like I never dated a writer. And I feel like the sad boy, alcoholic, kind of like romantic vibe is something I totally would love to date. And I just yeah, never yeah. have. Yeah. Because they're creative, but like not super like in the arts and the, the way that I am. Right, right. So yeah, we got on really fine. I, I wouldn't say... I wouldn't say we have like a super immediate passionate connection, but like that being said, I've had that with dudes and like nothing's happened and they've yeah. been fuck boys. And he was very, very different to like the usual dude or like New York dude I date, which right. is like he's you paid for the check like every single time. Like Ugh, that's so nice. Like not even like has me offer, just like, you know, does it. And maybe that's because he's like 29, but like 
yeah, he just like that. I don't think it's an age thing. I really think he's just like, that's, he has a very traditional view on dating. Um, and he never like, like remember our, on our second date, um, he suggested we go back to his place. And I was like, Hmm, like I didn't know. And I went to the bathroom and I thought about it and I was like, no, 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 I'm not going to do it. Like, I don't feel like ready now. And I just had like a whole long day of work and I had my laptop with me and like came from a friend's birthday party. So I was like already like too drunk, um, to be like, fuck, I have to stay up another three hours and try to have sex yeah, with yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I said, uh, yeah, like, I'm just gonna, you know, take the subway this way. And he didn't, like, push it at all. Like, he was very respectful. And, yeah, um, nice. Uh, but yeah, not the super passionate kind of usual way I go, I guess. And then date four. So this is, like, last night. Fresh news. Ooh, fresh content for fresh the pod. Update. Fresh content. <laughs> so we meet in a bar in his neighborhood, which I know is, like, oh, fuck boy 101, but we we both knew we were trying to, like, fuck. <laughs> wait, wait. And so how did you know? Did you guys have a discussion about it on your third date? I th- it was, like, kind of implied because our third date was two days before. It was on Wednesday. Okay. And we went... Where'd we go? I think we had, like, dinner or something together. And I was, like, first meal together. Like, sit down. So you guys did drinks for the first two dates. Yep. As everyone should. I mean, at least at the very minimum, drinks for the first. We've said time and time again, like, do not go going cold into a dinner on your first date when you've never met this person before. Yeah. And um, it wasn't even, like, a proper dinner. We went to, like, Izakaya bar. So, like, we literally shared, like, three dishes and, like, drank more than we ate. Um, So, yeah. uh, Fourth date. Like, in the third date, I guess it was a little bit like, oh, I really, like, want you. And he even said like, well, you can come back to mine. And I was like, oh, I think it was like a work week and stuff. Like it was a Wednesday. Right. So and he lives out in like Nam. Yeah, exactly. Like, like ages away. So I, we made like kind of like a sex date for Friday and I like was prepped for it, everything. And, um, so he's 29. <laughs> I know I said it like three times. I know. And this, and, is, and this is, this is a revelation because B does not date older guys. If no. you remember, from the from the fiscal dating episode, I think we had this conversation about like kind of like the age disparity and dating older versus dating younger versus dating your age. And B, your view has always been that you prefer your ideal guy is exactly your age because yeah. there's no like weird power dynamic there. And I felt a bit weird because he paid for everything too. Like, but whatever. Um I did offer, <laughs> but like by the third date, I was kind of like annoyed <laughs> a little bit. I was like, okay, like we can like can split it. Like I have a job. You don't like, come on. But the reason why I keep saying he's 29 is because when we actually got to sex, he had like a lot of, I wouldn't say he was talking up himself, but he definitely casually mentioned like he's like well endowed. And, you know, a part of me is like, okay, guys don't say that if they know you're, you're going to sleep with them because you're about to see their penis. So like, it's probably coming from some part of truth. So I was like expecting a big dick and, uh, definitely there was a proper size dick, but did he know how to use it? Now here is what we do. Okay. So 29 year old, he usually dates younger twenties. Okay. So I made fun of him a little bit for that. Cause like his type is like fucking the t- Girls you know, 22 to 24 year old. Right. Girls who don't usually get off. Right. And That's a stereotype. But it's, it's a stereotype. It's like, speaking. no wonder you're having good sex because no one's ever like said that's bad right right and 
it's so funny because like he also considers himself a dom and I was like after sleeping with him I was like I've been with doms you are not a dom like at all like he's used to girls it sounds like he's used to girls just lying there being like pre-lubricated just wet and then just like sticking his dick in it like it sorry ladies (laughs) but like he didn't have any lube Brov had two condoms. Like, who... First of all, who's buying condoms in twos? Like, what is this? Wait, what? Like, if you're not buying your condoms off Amazon and ordering, like, 50 in a pack, you're not having sex. <laughs> right. He doesn't say... He's, like, he's obviously not a fuckboy because he doesn't date around. He said that. Um, I, don't, I think he's more of, like, a I fuck one girl long-term for a bit. And then, like, like maybe, like, a month or three months. And then, it like, we end it. Like, that seems to be more of his, like, spiel. Okay, wait. So, did you guys have the talk on what his last, like air quotes relationship was yeah uh, the real boyfriend girlfriend relationship two years which is about the same as me wait wait two years long or two years ago two years out like he's out of a relationship two years okay ago. and what was the last like thing he was in he was sleeping with a girl like in columbia um maybe like a master's student i fucking hope it's a master's student uh, <laughs> um which is like down the street from where he lives for like about a month or two Oh, God, months. right. Columbia, the school, not Columbia, the country. No, yes. Columbia University. Okay. Got it. Got Shout it. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Columbia. Um, yeah. And the country. <laughs> right. Both. We love them both. <laughs> anyway. Big fans. Yeah. That was the last girl who kind of like fucked it was like this girl he saw for like a month or two months who was nearby convenient fuck and why did it end i think she wanted more and he didn't okay yeah um and what's he looking for now i don't know like there was a weird moment in our third date where he asked me what i was looking for and i just i was like he was like what a like he said the word boyfriend and i just freaked out did he ask like what are you looking for in a boyfriend I think it was just, like, an open, like, what are you looking for? Kind of, like, why are you on the apps? A bit like that. You know, the normal app kind of date question. And then, like, like kind of, are you looking for a boyfriend? And I got, I wouldn't, I don't even know what I did. I was just, like, blacked out. I just started, like, belligerently talking. Because I was just, like, a part of me is, like, I don't want to be a girl. Like, I want a boyfriend. But I really am not looking for a boyfriend right now. Yeah. Like, genuinely. And I didn't want to say, I don't, I'm not looking for a boyfriend. And sound like a girl who's like, oh, I'm just down to fuck and like, I'm not expecting anything from yeah. you. Like, you can treat me like trash.com. Yeah, that, that can be a hard one to answer. Right. Because like, sure. on one end, you're like, oh, I, you don't want to say you're looking for a boyfriend and scare them. Right. And the, sound like you're looking for it to definitely be them. Yes, exactly. And you don't want to say like, I'm not looking for a boyfriend and then sound like a slut. Right. And like, I'm just down to fuck. So it's like, a, it was a bit of like, oh, uh, like, <laughs> what do I say? And really here's my life history right and the reason i'm not looking for a boyfriend is like i am not emotionally stable like and ready or any of us truly no but like (laughs) really i am not ready to like give my feels to somebody again like i can't do that again right and that's fair after like the situation you just went through like clearly you need to maybe like you know dip a toe back in tread tread your way back in and yeah not go all in at once i mean i mean did you even get to date four guaranteed we didn't sleep together to date four i don't know there'll be a date five but but getting to date four in and of itself is like a big deal like you said this amazing prolific thing once that like has been stuck in my head ever since you said everyone's just fucking around for the first three dates anyway yeah and i was like wow 
That is so true. And just because you've been on three dates with someone doesn't mean anything. Doesn't. It's if you get to date four, yes. that's what matters. Yes. But the thing is, there's an asterisk on the date four here because we didn't sleep together on dates one, two, or three. So part of me is like also like, okay, yeah, you're a nice guy now. But like when we sleep together, how you treat me after is uh, more of an indicator of what type of guy you are. Yeah. So we'll see because we just slept together. And Spoiler again, alert. Uh, yeah, but like the sex was like, and I fucked 23 year olds who are better at sex. Genuine, genuine. First of all, he had whiskey dick. I'm not going to begrudge him for that. And I was like, super like, oh, it's totally fine. Blah, blah. We watched- but like he can still do things to you with whiskey dick. Like, yeah. It's not all about him. Yeah. And I was like coming off like my period a little bit. So I didn't want to like say like oh go down on me or like finger me or whatever like I didn't want any of that but like but like the thing is he didn't know that and he didn't do that anyways that's bullshit that is I'm sorry that is some bullshit that I would not stand for like if I'm in bed with a guy and he is not a offering to get me off first not by offering I mean just you know doing it without me having to like ask him um if he's not getting me off first or at least trying to get me off at the same time I'm just like, what are we doing here? Well, he's used to fucking young girls who like, I'm sure yeah, but that's him not being it. on top is him being a fucking dom. That's his definition. Right. A dom just means I'm the only one who gets off. Right. It's like, just uh, for me. That's not being a dom. That's being an asshole. Yeah. And I've been with doms who are fucking hot and amazing at what they do. And it's always about getting the other person yeah. off. Always. Yes. It's not about who's in charge. And like, even the way I was like, I was just like, you know, like, I don't like this position. Flip over. Do this to me. Do that. Like, he was like, oh, like, I mean, you seem pretty dom-like. And I was like, no, I just know what I fucking want. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah, I mean, a dom defines the power dynamic. It doesn't define who gets to get off and who doesn't. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I really don't think he's fucked a lot of women or any women at that point who's ever told him what they like and what they want. So wait, so I'm curious, did he self describe, like, did he describe himself as a dom or when you asked him, like, would you consider yourself more of a dom or a sub? Did he just say, well, I guess dom. It was when we were in, like, already, like, taking our clothes off. He's like, oh, yeah, like, I'm kind of a dom. He said it. I didn't ask. Okay, okay. Yeah. Right, okay. Um, and, the, yeah, the actual, so we didn't, like, he had whiskey dick. We took a little bit of break, watched a bit of Game of Thrones. I fell asleep for 50 minutes because I've already watched the episode, obviously. Um, so it was like, I was like, oh, you have to watch this week's episode. So I fell asleep promptly because I was up at, like, 4 o'clock that morning. Yeah. And then um, woke back up when the episode ended, and we kind of fooled around a bit. I guarantee I didn't know at this point but there's grand total of two condoms in the mix first condom we put on we don't properly use which right, is like normal right? Right, right and then um yeah we put on the second condom and then like I there is no lube right and I'm like pretty dry at this point and I was like oh you don't have lube he's like no like no girls like no girl I've ever slept oh, with needed it no one's ever needed it before Gentlemen, you are lying to yourselves. I can't. If I had a fucking dollar for every time a guy said that. So dense. It's like the girls I sleep with are just like fucking ready. They're just like so soaking wet for me already. I don't have to do anything. Like what the fuck? Like you're literally profusely lying to yourself. I think women are also lying to them. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, when you're dating girls who are like maybe, you know, in their very early 20s and haven't figured out what their sexual needs are yet. Like, I think 
a lot of us have been in that place where we kind of don't know what we want. So we're like kind of just performing to an extent. Yeah. And you're kind of just like, okay, this is what he wants. And this is what I think turns him on. I'm not really sure what turns me on. Right. So let's just roll with it. Yep. And then, and then I was like, okay, well, for me to get even partially wet, like we need the vibrator. So I had my vibrator and I was like, at first, and this is how I usually play it. I was like, oh, this would like feel great on you. I always do it to them first. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, oh no, I want you to feel how great this is. And he was like kind of into it. It needed a bit more convincing. Had he used one before? No. Ever. Ever. 29 years old. You made it to the ripe age of 29. Yeah, what are you doing? And you've never used a vibrator? Like, what? Like, this is what I mean. Like, And not to shame <sighs> men. Like, if you haven't had that sexual experience, that's absolutely valid. But to come off like you're... Like, you, A, know what you're doing, and B, describe yourself as a dom, and, and have no knowledge whatsoever. Like, maybe just, like admit the fact that you know you're not sexually you experienced ha- right you haven't experienced it all like you can you can be 29 years old and not be sexually experienced and that's fine that's fine but like own it like yeah exactly like be honest yeah don't try to like talk all this game yeah and like yes that's his, the his worst dick is beautiful but like it was just a lot of dicks are beautiful right but like you need to know how to use it and that the, the dick size is not the and most important thing you need to know how thing. to use other things too like your dick is not doing the job for 70% of women yeah. as we said out in what's wrong with sex in 2018 and guess what it's 2019 and that's still what's wrong with sex it's still and uh i know you should on me l a lot for liking younger dudes but the reason i also like like younger dudes it's because they're more open to experimenting because you're like oh oh like all older people do this all older people use vibrators like i'm i'm into it like it's so cute and it's also like it's nice to know that someone's like in and down to try stuff but older guys are not as down to try new things i don't know if you experience the same no i mean uh probably i mean yeah i probably have experienced it with older guys in general um but I get what you're saying that like, if a guy is older than you, he feels like he needs to be the more dominant person mm. in bed. He needs to be the experienced one. He mm. needs to be like kind of in the driver's seat. So if you suggest something that he hasn't done before, he might get like defensive about it and just, you know, throw like a no girls ever needed that before kind of excuse at you Yeah, to almost like throw like the ownership back on you that it's your problem as opposed to like something that he doesn't know how to do. Yeah. And uh, so when that happened, the vibrator ended up coming out, used it a bit on him, wasn't super into it, used it on me. And then like we were maybe fucking by the time I had the vibrator and he knew it was on top of me <laughs> from start to finish. Like it probably lasted like five minutes. Wait, you lasted that long or he did? He did. Oh, did you get off? <laughs> Like almost <laughs> close, but no cigar. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, okay. And did he? Okay, so I think here's the critical point for me. Did he finish and then just kind of roll over and it was done? Yeah. Or let's <sighs> <laughs> see the look on my face right now. I'm unpleased. Yeah, I mean, yeah, as I'm sure you were. Like, here's the thing, ladies, gents. Gents especially, if you get off, right, if you come, that doesn't mean that sex is over. Sex is a two-player game. You both need to be getting off, or else what was the point? 
There, I mean, not really anything, but, like... Um, like, okay, and, like, whatever, like, okay, like, sex can still be good without you coming, like, whatever, like, all this, like, bullshit that, like, you know, makes men feel better about themselves, but, like, no. 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 Like, if, if you came, okay, take a minute, collect yourself, and then finish her off. Yeah. Like, if she doesn't come, then the sex wasn't a, a success, like... You could you could have just masturbated. Yeah, and he had very much like a mentality of like I think kind of like a give up mentality, and I think a lot of it was like also maybe being presented with something that you don't have a lot of experience in. And you're like he was like I don't know what to do with this vibrator. Like I don't know what to do. I was like here I put this here. Do you? I literally said at one point, do you know where the clitoris is? Half is a joke, half not as a joke, and I was like put the vibrator there finger me with your other hand it's pretty i can even hold the vibrator for you bro yeah. if you have one job finger me yeah like i was like that's how this works without lube right now like you have to have get me wet like right. so um yeah and that used up a grand total of all two condoms which is ridiculous so okay, we yeah, could not have morning sex yeah and i haven't gotten gotten the whole worst part worst part or weird part it's like 12 o'clock at night so it's like early enough but I, after we had sex and used up all the condoms I was like um like uh, do you want to get some food like I'm starving and so I ordered a seamless for us because he's like picked up all of the checks so yeah, yeah. I was like fine um and we eat the food we continue watching a movie and then like he's like oh are you like staying over Dude, it's 1.30 in the morning. Where do you think I'm going? Like, what? Oh, God. And he's like, yeah, I just, like, you know, um, like, do stuff tomorrow and stuff. I was like, the next morning, I was like, this, that really annoyed me because we were like, I was like, obviously I'm staying over. Like, I don't know where to, where do you stand on this, but I, I think past, like, 12 okay. or something, okay, yeah. if you don't live in the same neighborhood, like, that person should be staying over. Right, also... It's your fourth time seeing each other. Right. And you went to his neighborhood for the date. I think that, yeah, after a certain point in the night, I would say, honestly, like, 11 o'clock would be the cutoff. If a guy asked me if I was staying over at, like, 1130, I'd be like, yeah, bitch, like, where, like, exactly, like, where am I going? <laughs> where the fuck am I going? Also, do not, like, make me order you seamless and then be like, okay, now you're leaving at 1.30 in the morning, and then... Right, like, if anything, like... <laughs> like, say like, it after we that... have sex, and then, like, you want to, like, go to bed or something. Like. Right, or, I mean, he could have even counter If he really, like, needed to sleep by himself and wake up in the morning early and do stuff, he could have been like, well, let's, like, let's go and get food somewhere instead of, like, having you order him food... And then the food comes. It takes, like, probably 40 minutes to get there, right? And and then at that point, it's, like, way later. Yep. Right? Like, just, like, get say, okay, let's get dressed. Let's go get food somewhere. And then he can walk you to the subway after. Yep. Nope, that was definitely an option you could have done. We didn't do that. Or, like, let me call you an Uber. Yep. Also, let me call you an Uber is a way more artful way of saying, I need to sleep alone than, like, oh, are you staying over? But here's the kicker, right? So he's, like, he's like saying this, right? We, like, go to bed. I was, like, yeah, I was, like, planning on staying over. And he was, like, oh, okay, I just, like, got stuff to do tomorrow. Uh, and I was, like, uh, okay. And then he's, like, oh, yeah, I can, like, cuddle you for a bit, but I'm not, like, a cuddler. And I was, like, that's, like, fine. Like, I don't need you to cuddle me. Like, I was, like, just, like, you know, we can cuddle a bit. As, like, while I fall asleep, which I think is fine. And then people just, like, go to their respective right, sides of their beds, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. 
in the morning I wake up at like naturally at like six or something and I was like well he was made a whole big deal about me staying and I don't want to overstay my welcome so I like go to the bathroom and put my dress on and um I was like oh so like what are you doing today because he's like kind of up and sleepy and he's like oh yeah I'm just like meeting my friend at the bar later that's your plans Oh like, my god! I might, I might need to go home to New Jersey for Mother's Day. Mother's Day is tomorrow, bro. Is recording on a Saturday because yesterday was Friday, and today is Saturday. Okay. Also, like guys, just have some tact. Like if you said you have shit to do today, and then you wake up in the morning and she asks, "Well, what are you doing today?" Follow through. Right, lie to me because you already did say yes. I need to go to the dentist, and then I need to go to Home Depot, and then food shopping, and then here, and then there, and then another borough, and then another country. <laughs> Good day. Like, uh, like, do not say like, do not like. I don't know. Nothing. <laughs> like, really, nothing. You're meeting Just your this. friend at a fucking bar. That's your plans for your Saturday, right? Right. And you made me feel like shitty for staying over because you're meeting your friend at a bar. <laughs> Like, I don't know. It was, and also you did not get me off. So like I, um, and he made me coffee and it was in a Keurig. So there was, it just gets God. worse. Just get worse. Death to Keurigs. Jesus Christ. He literally said to me, um, <laughs> sorry, not sorry about the Keurig. I'm sorry I didn't buy the nice Keurig cup. There is no nice Keurig Where cups. are they? What are they? They don't exist. There's oh. no nice, I literally said I that. Hate, I hate the Keurig. I fucking hate the Keurig so much. And, like, for me, sexual compatibility is really important, which is why I didn't want to go down this path without having sex with him, like, at date four, because, like, we still would have been pussyfooting around over, like, liking each other, and, like, I just need to know what the sexual compatibility would be. And maybe it was an off night, and, like, usually I do walk with condoms, usually I do walk with lube. This is, like, the one time I didn't, but also... He's 29 years old. I kind of assumed that you would have more than two fucking condoms. Right, also, like, I just... I hate that on principle. Like, I have a fucking device implanted into my uterus to make sure I don't get pregnant. So I've done my job, right? The least you can do is show up with condoms. Yeah. And more than two. Pro tip, gents. You know, maybe you're thinking, okay, once at night, once in the morning. No. But bring some extras in case because you're not going to have a perfect score every time, right? You're going to have, like, you're going to have to chalk up a couple to, oh, yeah, like, didn't work. Uh, let's stop. Let's start again. Yeah. Like, Say four at a minimum. Just I think have them four on minimum. Deck. Like just four minimum. God, number of condoms needed for a date. Fuck four. Yes, minimum. Yes, but Absolutely. really go on Amazon. <laughs> I get the skin condoms ordered off ordered off Amazon, and uh, <laughs> there's actually a really funny story about this. So I got like a fifty pack or something because it was like dead cheap, and I shared my Amazon account with my oh, parents oh, and my family because oh, I pay for Prime. So it's usually fine because um, you each have like, I think there's a way you can like hide stuff. It's not nothing to do with the computer or past orders. So what happens is my mom orders something off Amazon and she thought that was her package. So she opens it up and it's just fucking 50 <laughs> She comes into my room and she's like, I think this is for you. And, <laughs> and I, the packaging's like open and there are all the condoms and I'm like, oh, okay, yep. Yep, that's, that's me. That's this week's supply. But mate, I'm still going off that Amazon oh. order and that was almost a year ago. Oh so, you know. Oh my God. Oh my God. 
Yeah. So um, if you do order off Prime and get 50 condoms, do not show your Prime account with your family. I think that needs, I don't know why it needs to be said, I, I, but it does to okay, me. My family uses my Prime account too, because <laughs> I'm also the person in my family who pays for it. And I'm just very careful not to ever buy anything sensitive off of Prime. Like one time I had to buy UTI pills off there and I hung my head in shame for two weeks waiting my, for my mom to ask me about it. Nope. I mean, after, after you order 50 condoms, your mom opens that package. There is nothing else that can happen. Like that is, that is it. Hashtag living at home. Yeah. Um, which kind of brings us into the topic we want to talk about a little bit more in detail, which is like commuter dating. Oh my God. Yeah. So B, so, all right. Walk our listeners through what your usual strategy is. Okay. So I usually use a rotation of two to three apps. Um, on those apps, usually being Tinder, which automatically uses your location. Um, there's an option where you can use it in the, in the background or not. Um, Hinge, which you can like geo tag a bit like where your neighborhood is. So you don't have to like, you can like choose a neighborhood anywhere. You don't even have to live there. It just goes off like zooming in on the map. Okay. And uh, uh, Bounce, which is you can choose you, neighborhoods. You neighborhood, yeah. it, it's like, that's whatever. Right. You don't even know where you live in Bounce. Right, right. So like, in those situations, like, no, people don't know I live in the suburbs. So, like, and my suburb isn't, like, far. It's, like, a 30-minute express, 40-minute local train. But, like, it's also something I don't advertise because, like, I've, I've dated in the suburb and I've also dated in the city. And, like, suburb people, like, I don't like dating them because, like, it's, it's a suburb of, like, a million people or something, maybe more. But, like, it's still one degree of separation from people oh, you may know from high school, may know someone that knows that person. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's always the case. Always. Always. Literally, me and Elle went to our favorite coffee shop in the suburb and ran into, um, what did we call him on the episode? <gasps> oh, it was about dating younger. It was yeah, the yeah, dating yeah. younger and fiscal dating episode. Anyway, uh, yeah, so, like, we ran to him in the coffee shop, yeah, our local yeah. coffee shop. And, and he walks up, and I look at B, <laughs> and I want to ask, did you babysit him? <laughs> he was a little Who is baby. this child? <laughs> he was cute, though. Yeah, cute in a, I babysat this kid kind of way. His ass could have won an Olympic gold medal. It was so hard. Like, it was just, like, perfectly sculpted. But, like, yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the point is, if you fuck someone in the suburbs, there is no guarantee that you will never see them again. Yep. Whereas in the city, there is a guarantee you will never see them again. Right. For the most part. And, uh, yeah, I, I also think... Like, I align more with city people in the way, that, like, the only reason I haven't been living in the city so far is because I couldn't afford it because I've been working really shit creative jobs. And now at the point where I have, like, a, uh, a shit creative job, but it pays me money. So, like, now I – and it's stable, so I can now move down. And that's, like, the only reason I haven't moved yeah, down. Yeah, and I mean, I think there's an ideological difference between city people and suburban people. And maybe that's, like, a sweeping stereotype and generalization – but I think that like where we're from, that's true because we're in kind of like a, like a pretty like upper middle class, like suburb. So people are here because they have their money. parents have been here <laughs> and they want to be here. It's not like they're struggling. They're comfortable in their lives here. So they're not like dying to get out. Yeah. So they're content with living in the suburbs. They don't want to move to a big city and have this like immersive experience where they're, you know, like learning new things and putting themselves out there. Like they want to do what's been in front of them their whole lives and stay in their comfort zone. Yeah. And that's a 
vast difference from the experience of someone who chooses to live in a big city. And even though you don't live in a big city now, you have lived in a big city before. You've lived in multiple big cities. Yeah. So you're kind of like more aligned with city people. And that's like kind of unfortunate that your you know, natural dating pool would be suburban people just by default. Yeah. So that's why I put it on the apps that I like live or no, like well, my geotags, the, the, uh, like, I don't know, neighborhood that I work in really. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't know. I don't also advertise that I live in the suburbs unless it goes past date three or something, because it's also like, uh, what, like what point do I know I'm going to see you again? Or I'm not going to see you again. Like if it comes up, like I don't like, lie okay so scenario you're on a first date really cute guy he lives let's say like lower east side or gramercy or something so you match in a you know you match with your downtown location showing up and you meet somewhere downtown you go on a first date and he's like so where are you from i say my suburb do you yeah that's there, where I'm from. But there have been, okay, and then if like, asked, someone asked from Ohio, I was living in New York and like Astoria, they are from Ohio. Right, right, right. But if he asks, like, where do you live? So where in the city do you live? If he asks specifically where in the city do I live, I either A, lie. <laughs> <laughs> and I say uh, my go-to is like Harlem. Right, right. Because it's like edgy and kind of like far enough out of the city that it's still the city, but like. Because I mainly date white dudes right. and no white da- guy lives in Harlem. <laughs> And like I know the musicians. I I know I know the Harlem facts. I know we have a Whole Foods. We like I live there. (laughs) I know we have a Whole Foods. We. And uh yeah, I know like the bus system. I know the the trains around there. And my friend used to go to Columbia. Um, so I know like that area and the restaurants. I I could pretend to be from Harlem pretty fucking easily. A lot of people don't live in Harlem. Um, I usually go for the downtown Brooklyn bullshit dudes. Right, right. Yeah. Love them. Love them. <laughs> I never go for like Upper East Siders. I do seem to have an affinity towards Morningside Heights. Why? I have no idea. Because all the starving artists are there. Yeah. Um, probably. So, yeah, like I'm okay with that and I lie to them if I don't see a future with them and if I kind of see some sort of like more than three date aspect with him I would maybe say like yeah I'm looking to move in the city or blah blah or explain my situation because like it's genuinely like it's a financial one and like a lot of people that live in the city they don't have the luxury of being from New York that they can commute and like a lot of people's response is like oh I wish I could do that if that was a possibility for me but like yeah for not. sure because we all hate ourselves when we sign that rent check every month right and flush that money down the drain like this isn't an option for most people like but it is for me and it was for it is for a lot of my friends and since then a lot of them have moved down to the city but like a lot of our friends from the suburbs have lived in the suburbs and worked in the city for like years after graduation yeah yeah for sure and it, they've been fucking fine like yeah. we're fucking fine <laughs> Um, or do you, what are your thoughts? Cause you oh, lived yes. in the suburbs, you commuted for a bit and then you moved to but Brooklyn. Like, yeah. A total of like four or five months at that because I was just itching to get out. Um, I like, like could not wait to live in Brooklyn. And I knew that like, that's where I wanted to be. And honestly, I just, I hate the suburbs. I hate everyone from here. I hate everything generally about it. Um, Tell us how you really feel. So, yeah, <laughs> so I couldn't wait. And so even though I'm here being all like, you know, accepting of you doing it because I feel like 
your circumstances make sense to me. I want to go on the record and say clearly that if I was ever on a dating app and a guy said that he was from the city and then I found out he was from the suburbs, I would cut his dick off. Oh my God. Not actually, (laughs) but I'd be, I'd probably end things. Like I would feel like I got catfished because what the fuck you don't live in the city. Like, why are we playing games then? I'm never going to commute to the suburbs to see you ever but like i don't think people from the suburbs get to ask that person yeah. from the, like you have to be okay always hanging out but, in the be, city. but be that's you i think you're okay with being that person who lives in the suburbs and like will come to the city i for would every never day. ask a date but like can you imagine like if i like if i went on a date here. with a guy i fell for him you know like things are going pretty well and then he's like oh by the way like i swipe on my like work address and i actually live in um chappaqua I'd be like, bro, I'm never, and, and ask me to come to a date there. I'd be like, absolutely not. Like, well, no, I don't think they get to ask that person to come. Yeah. Meet them. I mean, unless they have like a weird, like, I've never been there. Like, I mean, go to Long Island. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. I feel attacked. <laughs> <laughs> like that only works for people not from New York too. Um, what do you mean? Like, I mean, like the, I think a person who's not from originally from New York would not would, like, have some sort of interest in, like, a city escape. Like, let's go, like, you know, see where you're from oh, for the weekend. Okay, yeah, like, yeah, a yeah. little that's bit fair, like that. that. That is the only way, if they've expressed an interest, then I maybe would suggest that. But, like, no. Yeah. But I think that's that's fair. If you're going to, like, if you're going to tell them, I mean, yeah, like, I, I work in the city, so I'm swiping in the city. And maybe I'm just being biased because it's you and I'm letting it be okay if it was you. And I still would feel um, attacked by any guy who did this and, and call him out immediately. But like for you, if you're willing to, if you're swiping in the city and the understanding is you're going to go on all your dates in the city, you're going to do everything in the city. Then I think that that's fine. 90% of dudes I match with in the suburbs, um, in my suburb, I should say, um, they live at home with their parents. Then there's like a 10% who choose to live in the suburbs and they've got their own apartment. Yeah, see, that's uh, that's weirder to me. It's weirder to me too. Because it's like, oh, you have money to move out and you chose not the city. Right. Like that, I if I had money to move out, I would not choose this suburb. Yeah. Like, so that is more of a difference to me. Like, I can understand the financial disparity of, like, I'm saving money. I, I don't want to waste money on rent. It's commutable. Blah, blah, blah. I get it. But, like, what I don't get is you have the expendable income and you don't choose to use it to move out. Yeah, that's really weird to me. If a guy, like, chooses to live in the suburbs, I'm like, we are just, we are just different people. I mean, and the apartments fine. are nice. I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah. And I'm, sure, <laughs> and I'm sure that rent is, in some cases, a lot cheaper than it is in the city. It's and, not. And so maybe... It's not. Yeah, okay. You just get more space right. when you live in a nicer exactly, neighborhood. Exactly. So, like, an apples-to-apples apples comparison, right? An apartment of the same size, you're paying a lot less, for sure. But, like, again, if you're if you're choosing to spend your money here to live in the suburbs, to live in maybe the town that you grew up in or a town nearby there, I'm just like, I have no interest in you. You're still send, spending, like, a minimum $1,000 to mostly around more likely $2,000. That's the same rent as the city to live in the suburbs. You're not spending more or less money. It's just you prefer the suburbs. Because, like, let's let's break down what are the New York City suburbs. There's two main ones, Long Island and Westchester. Yeah. So, 
those are expensive areas. They're like not cheaper to live in. Yeah, that's in. true. They're not. They're like arguably I spend more on a smoothie living in my suburb than I do in the city. So like it's not more affordable. So I don't get the financial need to come and live in the suburbs. Also, like again, I don't agree with the idea idea of like being in your twenties and living in the suburbs because it's filled with families. Right. Like it's filled with families, and there's not a lot of millennials. And then the people you do meet, you know if you grew up here so it's right. a lot of cons exactly like for me it's like if you if you want to live your entire life in kind of the same setting that you grew up in if you never want to step outside your comfort zone and step outside the box and see something new like we just like we're just we don't have the same interests and we don't have the same like needs yeah so i can't like see eye to eye with you yeah if you want to just like insulate yourself to this small bubble of the same fucking place you grew up in and have lived your whole life in thus far. Yeah. Uh, what people I don't understand too is like who like grew up in like their childhood bedroom or something and it still looks the same. Like I've, I've moved up in my house. I have like an entire floor. <laughs> like I have an entire attic floor, which we're in right now. And it's massive and it's hard for me to let go because my room that the rooms I've been looking for in Brooklyn, they're like maybe generously half the size. So like it's a it's a downsize for me to like give up all the space to be like okay I'll pay money now to live somewhere and get half as much space yeah but I like mean, a but, lot of people the trade off is something different the trade off is different but like I think a lot of people don't have that luxury of having like a big space either so like I think there's more of like um one of our friends for example she like shared a room with her sister and that sucked like being in your 20s sharing a room with your sister who's also in her 20s you're both working in the city so like there's definitely like a push for her to move and like like she did move out um but like for a while she did it and that was because of finances which makes sense but yeah I think when you do live in a like kind of like uncomfortable living situation it does drive you a little bit more to make it a priority to move out yeah for sure And I guess, I don't know, just, like, for the people even, it's hard because, like, I I still feel like in my head, like, you're the exception for me. But for everyone else, like, even if your room is awesome, like, and, you know, maybe you've got, like, your own, like, full bedroom and suite with a bathroom. Maybe you've even got a little fucking kitchenette. It's basically a studio. If you don't want to have the experience of living in the city, you're just not the person for me. Mm. I mean, I get that because I don't date people in the suburb anymore so i feel like we've gone so long without saying where we're from that now it just seems obvious (laughs) i mean we're not from long island (laughs) i'm not saying anything else but i'm not from long island let the record show do the math and we've shat on jersey quite a lot process of elimination folks if you can't figure it out you don't deserve to fucking know yeah <laughs> um there's i mean less every season we get less and less and honest yeah that's true <laughs> whatever I'm just share my social security number on the next episode <laughs> stay tuned so um let's talk about someone who is from long island oh boy okay this is my life update Woo! okay so i was joking to be earlier about um how we threw away cuffing season last season and then I got into a serious relationship um so that's still going and it's going really well so R and I are still dating um for our listeners who remember R and I started we went on our first date in mid-November um we've known each other for a few years but we never dated um 
before because of reasons that um i'll just fucking say it we work together so i didn't <laughs> want so he asked me out but i didn't want to date him because i didn't want to date a coworker because i was like that's messy business um and that was like two years ago and then we saw each other again at an event in mid-november actually early november and we talked a little bit and i was like okay maybe we should go out so he was briefly velvet underground dude because our first date was to the velvet underground exhibit and it was an awesome first date. And, um, yeah, we've been on several dates since. We've been dating for... Several dates since? LOL. Okay, okay, okay. You basically stop, live stop. in his apartment. I know, I know, I know. I'm getting to that. <laughs> so we've been dating for six months now. Jesus, really? Yeah. Isn't oh that wild? Oh, my God. That's wild. It's wild and out. Yeah, November. Yeah, mid-November to mid-May. Yeah, six months. Wow. So, I mean, we... So... We were exclusive from the end of January, but like in my mind from the first time we slept together, which was the beginning of January, this was like a legit thing. It okay. was like locked down so for me. From first date to becoming exclusive, how long was that? Um Okay, so from first date to when we first slept together, it was like five dates. Okay. Yeah. Five, so it was a bit. Five dates. Yeah. Um but we would also like see each other at work all the time, like, like go out of our way to like stop by each other's desks or like go meet for coffee or walk out for coffee or something. So like we, we saw each other a lot. And then at the end of January, um, I knew I was ready to ask him to be exclusive and he hadn't asked me yet. So I was like, I'm just going to do this thing. So we woke up one morning and I was like, Hey, I want to ask you something. And he was like, what? And I was like, are you seeing anyone else? And he was like, no. And I've been wanting to ask you that too. And I was like, okay, cool. So we're exclusive now. And then a few weeks later we're at his apartment and, um, his like friend of a friend was over and she was like, Oh, is your boyfriend the one making drinks right now? And I was like, uh, I don't know. Maybe just, um, yes, that's the person I'm dating. And got like super awkward and flailed and then like went into the kitchen. I knew he heard it. And um, we became boyfriend, girlfriend. And it's been like three months since then. In that time, um, so I actually had met his parents before we were like official. And then since then, he's met my mom. He came to my birthday dinner and met like literally my entire, entire family. family. Like, Everybody, like grandma, aunts, uncles, cousins. How was that? That was awesome. Like it was, I really thought it was going to be like awkward and I was going to be like so anxious and on edge, but it was totally fine. Um, and it was like, it was really good. Mm. And I like, I just, I wasn't expecting how smoothly it was going to go, but it was really good. Um, and yeah, since then we're also on I Love Yous that oh same God. that same night, like we were at dinner and I had been waiting for him to tell me that he loved me, but he was kind of like dragging his feet and Wait, I, your family dinner? Yeah. Your birthday dinner? Yes. He said then? I said it. Oh, what'd you say? I I mean besides I love you. <laughs> I was like, hey. And he was like, what? And I was like, never mind. And then a couple minutes later I was like, hey. And he's like, what? And I was like, mm, never mind. Oh my God. <laughs> and I said it one more time. He was like, L, what? What are you trying to say right now? And I was like, uh, and he was like, just say it. Like, just say whatever you're going to say. And then I knew he that he knew. And I was like, I love you. And he was like, 
thank you. I love you too. Like, thank you for fi- like for saying it. Cause I've been so nervous and like, it's been like on my mind and I didn't know if it was the right time or if it was too soon or what. And I've been like Googling it and I couldn't find anything that said that I should or I shouldn't or when the right time was. So now that you've said it, um, it was maybe what it's six months, five months, really. When you said, I love you. So like last month. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So now that you've said it, do you wish you said it earlier or do you think it was the right time? No, I think it was right because I mean, I've been ready to say it to him since like the end of February, mm-hmm. but like I've been in love before. I know what it feels like. Yeah. I knew that I was feeling it. And I asked him on one of our earlier dates if he'd ever been in love before. And he said, no. Mm. And so I knew that he needed the time to like recognize that that's what it is. Kind of sweat over it a little bit and think about whether he was ready to say it yet. And I knew he was going to drag his feet and like, I knew he was going to overthink it. And like, I kept finding moments whenever we were having conversations to be like, you know, you can tell me anything and I want you to always tell me how you feel and just like drop him hints that like, it's okay. Yeah. That's so hard though. When someone hasn't been in love at like such an like age too, cause he's like 29. Yeah. To never have been in love. Like, I don't even know if you can recognize. I clearly you can recognize it. There is hope for the 29 year olds. You can always bounce back from bad sex and that's being in love. Yeah. <laughs> that's the takeaway from this episode. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it's, I don't, how would you even recognize that if you've never had it? Cause I think it's so easy to fall in love when you're young and you're, you're like in college. Yeah. And you're, you're both vulnerable feeling things. And you're, yeah. You're, you're like, just like you don't you're uninhibited. You don't like, even know what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so I knew that he was going to have all these hesitations. Also, I freaked out a considerable amount in the beginning um, about like dumb shit. Like he would invite me to something and I'd be like, oh, are we going to be dating in a month? Like, who knows? I mean, that's fair because I, be I freaked out on that date by just the word boyfriend yeah. being mentioned. Like, I think when you've been single for a long time, you become independent and then you worry about if your independence and your singledom is like tied to your personality. Yeah. And in a lot of ways for us, it kind of is. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but you learn that your your personality can still be your personality even yes. when you're with someone else. And but, I mean, that's the bigger takeaway. Sure, right, but for sure, I definitely had those feelings in the beginning. And I'm like, is this is this going to change who I am? Like, do I have to compromise my independence? Do I have to compromise my alone time? Do I have to, like, be this different person now? And so I did freak out a lot in the beginning. And I was super weird sometimes. And he'd ask me to something and I'd be like, uh, I don't know. And then he'd be like, okay, whatever. I'm just not going to ask you to shit. I'm not going to, like, make any kind of future plans with you unless you bring them up first if you're going to be weird and freak out every time. So, like, I get it. Like, I knew that he wasn't going to be the one to say it until he really, really, really was certain without a doubt that I was going to say it back. And when I, yeah, that makes sense. And from his perspective, I wouldn't want to be the first one to say it either. Yeah. And that's what he said too. He was like, I've been like looking it up and I was also like really nervous that I was going to say it and you weren't going to say it back. Yeah, you could do that. <laughs> I can see that for you. And I was just like, valid. Oh. I was like, oh, I like wasn't worried at all. I knew you were going to say it back to me. And he was like, <laughs> he was like, oh, well then. And I was like, no, like that's not me being a cocky bitch. That's me knowing how you feel about me, even if you're afraid to say it. Like, yeah. I just know the connection we have. Yeah. So it's been, um, it's been like really, like really sweet and really cute. Like knowing that I'm the first girl he's ever told that he loved and like hearing him get used to saying it. And 
he even told me like, it's just like not something he's really like said a lot in his life in general. And I'm like, like, I'm very close to my family. Like I tell my brothers, I love them every time I get off the phone with them. I tell my mom, I love her every time I hang up. Like, so I'm just, I've, that's like how I, how I was raised. And like, I'm just very used to saying it. So it like, it's not like a scary thing for me. Yeah. And it was for him a little bit. And I could tell even after the first time we said it, like we'd be hanging up and he'd be like, kind of hesitant. I'd be like, okay, love you. Bye. And he'd like laugh and he'd be like, okay, I love you. Bye. And like, now he's like, he's comfortable with it. He's like said it enough that like, it's not weird anymore. It's not this like awkward thing that he's worried about, you know, what I'd feel about him saying. Yeah, that's fair. And I, I'm, my parents and my family are definitely not the I love you family. Um, the kind of pre- person yeah. I would say I love you to was my my long-term ex-boyfriend. Because yeah. that's like the person I was mutually in love with. Mutual, mm-hmm. very... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Very important. <laughs> yeah, I um, tell your family I love them sometimes and they flounder a little bit. Like, we're not that family. Yeah, I'll see you later. <laughs> We, the only person we say I love you to is our dog. (laughs) Yeah, you guys do that. We love our dog. I think we became a family when we got him. And that was only about 10 years ago. (laughs) I'm 26 for reference. (laughs) That's when we became a family. Um, But yeah, no, um, I think that's also like really like important the way your family is to like how you are with like that those kind of words and stuff for sure um but yeah it's it's been a while for you to be in love like when's the last time you've been in love my long-term boyfriend wow yeah and that i mean that was how long ago i think we just passed the two-year mark of us breaking up Mm mm-hmm which, like, I rejoice every year that it passes. And I'm like, yes, free. We should have, like, fun anniversaries for breakups. We should. I mean, I'll tell you, I definitely celebrated the entire month of August. <laughs> for the same reason. Yes, yes. <laughs> like, free woman. Two and a half years now out of that. Actually, wait, wait. It's got to be more than that because R asked me out for the first time two years ago. So three. Yeah. Three and a half years. Like, yeah, there's a little bit of like scariness to like being in love again. And I, I mean, there were maybe one or two other times where I thought I was in love between my first long-term boyfriend and now, but I never said it. Yeah. So like this being the second, I guess, real time that I've been in love. It's like, it's exciting and it's nice. And it brings back some old scary, like hesitation and fear because when you love someone, you're very vulnerable to them. And it puts you in a position where, you know, your your heart is like metaphorically in their hands and like that could all fall away at some point. But you have to just you have to let it happen because the alternative is alone what, and just, dying and masturbating. Yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my reality, no. <laughs> oh, fuck off. <laughs> no, but it's really I'm I'm interested because like a lot of your anxiety about like having a boyfriend in the beginning is stuff I feel now with somebody slash any future dude. Like, cause like also I think once you get, we're older, like we're mid twenties now because mm-hmm. we're getting old. Like we are adults. Kind of, but like, being in a relationship in your 20s is so different than a college relationship. Oh, yeah. Getting bled over 
to like now you're oh now we're like 22 oh right. now we're 23 like now that you're making a conscious decision to get into a relationship in your like mid to late 20s it's so much more serious because people our age are fucking getting engaged and like yeah. having children exactly it's gross. so there's always that kind of writing on the wall of like okay we're dating like yeah. what is that gonna lead to yeah it's gonna lead to like if you're seriously dating someone and your boyfriend girlfriend the next stage is is moving in together engagement marriage kids suburbs death yeah and so you start letting your mind wander about those things and you i mean i guess if it's the right person or i don't know if, if you feel right about the situation like those things start to scare you less and less yeah and it doesn't necessarily mean like okay like i want to get married tomorrow but it means that I'm letting my mind entertain it in a way that doesn't let me, you know, make me break into a panic immediately every time. Right. Cause like, I guess in your early twenties, it stops. It's very abstract that future together. Oh yeah, absolutely. I remember we were on like, um, so my long-term college boyfriend came on a family vacation, like road trip, mm-hmm. um, like with my family for a weekend and, one of my uncles was, um, he was like running a marathon. So like his kids were there and we're in the car at one point, my cousins, my younger cousins are in the car and they're like maybe six and 10 respectively at the time. And my boyfriend's there, we're sitting together and my six-year-old cousin is in the back seat with us. And she's like, are you guys going to get married? And I was like, no, like we're just dating because we like each other. And she was like, so what's the point then? And I had like an existential crisis and I was like, what's the point then? She is right though. She's so woke. She's so woke. And like that abstract becomes so much less abstract when you're older. Yeah. Cause like, then it's like, oh, like seriously, like, well, what are we doing? Right. It's like, I'm like, I'm at, I'm 25 now. Like I had a birthday recently. I am fucking 25. Like I'm not going to waste my time just to dick around. And if I were, I wouldn't be calling that person my boyfriend and telling them, you know, that I love them. Yeah, especially if you want kids, like the eggs. The eggs need to be Oh fresh. my god, biological clock is mm-hmm. ticking. Yep. So I read I read a book recently, I know. The peak age for fertility for women is 28. That's like your peak best eggs. Okay. And then after that, it dramatically declines. Um 35 is kind of like the last good year of eggs. Right. And then it just like declines even more. Right. And, and more. I, I think like from 35 onward is when you have to start doing like all the extra testing. And yeah. Stuff, yeah, right? yeah. And like we see a lot of like celebrities having kids later in life, but also it's like they have the money. Right. And they have the resources. Like, World class doctors. And that's still not a guarantee. Like right. I think we see a lot of like late moms. We think that is the norm. And like, it is studies have done. We're getting married later. We're having kids later. Right. We're prioritizing our careers. But like, you can't like that's I'm on in support of all of that. But like, you know, if you do want kids, it's a real thing you have to think about when you get to a certain age, like 25 onwards, because that reality, you suddenly have to factor that into your life and you have to factor in your child's future child's health into it. And also think about like, how old are you going to be when they're in high school or how old are you going to be when they're in college? Like, do you want to be an old? ass grandparent parent do you want to be a cool mom (laughs) cool mom or not (laughs) you could need some snacks some condoms (laughs) that would be that would be me i got them off amazon you're never gonna run out they're bulk (laughs) god but yeah i mean and my coworkers joke about this all the time they're always like you're next 
And I'm like, don't put that energy on me. Like, yes, I'm in love. Yes, I think we're going to eventually like take next steps. Like we're going to eventually move in together probably. Like things are going in a really good direction and I want them to continue going in that direction. But like, goddamn, not tomorrow. Like I still want to have a good 10 years to myself. Like, to travel and do what I want and figure out like what I really want out of my career and you know, everything else that comes with it. But yeah, it's a scary reality that, you know, you hit 25 and you you really have to start like thinking about those long-term goals and the long-term plan and like what you want out of your life. And can you stop? I have anxiety right now listening to you. God, This is about me. (laughs) Okay. I know. I know. But I'm 26. Like I'm a year older than you. Like I'm a year closer to death. Like, (laughs) Oh my God. Well, listen, I eat a lot of coconut oil, so I'm going to live to be 103. Yeah. I mean, you're also like in a relationship and I'm not, not that to compare or whatever, but like, you know, you're like on the life track trajectory, which is terrifying in its own way. But like the trajectory for me is like running like parallel, like other people are on it. And I'm like on a different one (laughs) by myself with other single people. And that's fine. (laughs) And that's fine. That's fine to the other single people out there. Okay. Yeah. Listen, I'm here to say that like, not everyone has like a linear path and not everyone has the same path. And just because like, you know, these just because like these are are largely accepted ideas that you have to have kids like between you know 30 and 35 and that you have to like do all of these things doesn't mean that you actually have to like you have to uh, like people have different lives people have different priorities people choose to get married or don't people choose to have kids or don't and like that's all fine and fair and valid and like I think that a lot of us get locked into feeling like there's a linear trajectory to our lives where like we have to have things figured out. You know, we have to finish school by a certain point. We have to finish like a master's and have a career by a certain point and know exactly what our next steps are. Always have a five-year plan in mind. And that puts a tremendous amount of pressure on us. Yeah. I think the point is like, no matter if you're in a relationship or not, both people have anxiety about the same thing. Yeah. You know, like. Absolutely. So it's really an anxious time to be alive. It is. It is. So (laughs) be kind to yourself. What are we trying to say here? Like, just, I don't know, except that everyone's path is different and yeah. Um, never compare your journey to someone else's. Yeah. And I'm, buy loop and have a condom stuff on Amazon. Yeah, order condoms on Amazon. That's actually our key takeaway for this episode. <laughs> uh, hello to all the 29-year-olds who just shat on this episode. Yeah, hello to all the 29-year-olds that know, don't know how to give girl an orgasm. Oh my You'll God. get there. So, we want to conclude this episode in our season three comeback. Yes, thank you for staying with us on this journey. Thank you for returning for another amazing season. We are so excited to be back, so excited to be bringing you new content, and so excited for all of you listeners who have been with us from the start and all the new ones. So many new listeners. And for our new listeners who don't know, we are on Twitter. We are not URGF podcast. Uh, we are on Instagrams, completely spelled out, not your girlfriend's podcast. Uh, we Instagram some funny hella content on there yes we have a website notyourgirlfriendspodcast.com um, where you can find links to everything uh, and of course on Patreon if you want to support us give us some months we'll throw some New York City events yeah I mean like, give us some more months maybe we'll do international events who knows um, but yeah we also have like t-shirts coming out oh my god the t-shirts are amazing so, keep the Instagram we're keep the so Insta. obsessed with them we'll um, be releasing the link for you guys to order them uh, yeah so it's basically the me campaign it's gonna be live for about like three weeks you put your order in and then you get your t-shirt like two weeks later um, me 
me and Al got the SPAC t-shirts and we fucking love them. Yeah, you can see a picture of them on our Instagram. We'll be posting that. <laughs> They're amazing. So in the front, it says, not your girlfriend. And then in the back, it has not your... And then we put a million things. But so, like, not your therapist, not your side bay, not your... Instagram follower. Not your mistress, something. Yeah. Yes. So we have a bunch of them. And then each of those lines, uh, it says dot, dot, dot. And then it links as like 0101. So that actually looks like a tour date. But in reality, it's a reference to an episode from season one, episode one. Yes. So you're cool as hell because you look like you're in the know. It looks like you went on tour for something, but you actually didn't. And we look cool as hell. You were just in your house listening to us in your pajamas. Yeah, it's just like a very pretentious shirt that you'd be like, oh my god, what's that thing? It's like a band you saw on tour. No, bitch! No, it's something I watched when I was at home by myself. Um, Great thing to wear on a first date, not your girlfriend. Great thing to wear anytime. Anytime, anywhere. And we also designed them in a way that you can wear them with high-waisted things. Absolutely. Which is always the look. What else is there? Nothing. There's nothing. There's high-waisted nothing. Yeah. We also want to give a shout-out. Oh, yes. We give a shout-out to uh, Rachel from Birmingham, who sent us the loveliest email. Rachel, She's so sweet. we love you. I love you, like, really a lot. Like, you're amazing. Like, that really touched my heart. She was so sweet. And she, like, just, like was amazing just hit us right in the right in the seal so if you're listening thank you we're gonna reply to your email um because we wanted to do it while we're together so that's why we waited so long yes um and any other listeners out there who has a question who has a concern who wants to shout us out whatever has anything they want to do go to notyourgirlfriendspodcast.com fill in our email um like box there it goes straight to our email you don't even have to put your like email address yeah you want to be anonymous you can be anonymous you could be anonymous. Exactly. Everybody's anonymous. Everyone's anonymous. You don't have to put all your details in. We need to know your fucking last yeah, name. Yeah, just share your ish and we will talk about it. Okay. Thank you. Tune in. We're doing every other week this season. So uh, yeah, content are will busy. be coming. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.